I just got back from um, four days in Chicago uh, attending the EFCA annual theology conference. Uh, this year's subject was the doctrine of God. And I can't say that I learned anything new over the last three and a half days of sessions, but I did hear what we affirmed to be one of the basics of the faith. And we had a series of speakers and managed to put that into context for this cultural moment that we're in. So uh, it's impacted me greatly. Uh, you'll see that, uh, some of the facets of what I've learned showing up in the services in the, in the coming weeks. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is we still have a bookstore, but this is a very unusual bookstore. It's not a library. Um, Carol Collins has taken an incredible amount of time organizing everything and put it in an area where we can find it. You are welcome to go there and, and borrow books or take books home. Just don't bring any back. Okay, so there are some really incredible resources over there. Um, and what we want is we want you to be able to use them if you need them. Uh, so we're not looking for more donations. We already have an overwhelming number of books, but we are looking for you to be edified by some of the things you might read in the bookstore over there. Uh, our preference would be that you would take one home and when you're done with it, to bless somebody else with it. Uh, there is a box for donations. If you feel like you'd like to make a donation for them, we'll be glad to accept that. Uh, but please, just take a look at it when you have a time. And if there's anything in there that piques your interest, take it home and give it a read. And if you are blessed by it, then turn it over to somebody else. We'll be happy to take it back, but what we'd like to see is for this to be spread around as blessings to the greater community. I've known Tim Stivick for quite some time. Uh, he's been a faithful supporter of the Gideons. Uh, we've had the honor of having him speak with us several times, so you know he's a dynamic speaker. But Tim is in transition, uh, and I'm excited about where God's taking him, and we've asked him to come and share with us today his journey. Tim? sitting at a church service in Chantilly, Virginia, and we were presented with a missionary candidate who came to speak to us. She was a young girl, young woman. She had been raised in Asia. Her parents were missionaries um, to some of the Buddhist countries over there. And she said that she recalled going into a temple one time. Her parents had taken her to a temple, a Buddhist temple, and she saw all these young children bowing down on the floor and worshiping a statue of Buddha. And it bothered her. And she said, why are they doing this? Don't they know the truth? Why would they choose to do this? And it struck her 
with this thought. They were practicing the religion of their parents. And that thought has stayed with me because I was one of those people once. I was practicing the parents, the religion of my parents. I grew up in a small farm town in Ohio. Everybody in town went to church. We had two churches in town. They went to one or the other. Or maybe they stayed home, I don't know. But I was a kid, we went to church. We walked down the street and went to church. And the church that we went to was a very liberal church, but I didn't know anything about that. I had no idea what that was. And they preached a social gospel. And again, I didn't know what that was either. Do good, be good, be a good person, treat everybody with respect. Not bad things to do. But as I grew up in the church, I heard the word Trinity, but I had no idea what that meant. And I got all the stories in Sunday school. My favorite was Jonah and the big whale swallowing him up. That was a great story, right? And at Christmas time, we got to hear about the birth of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. But Jesus Christ as God, I did not hear that. Jesus coming to this earth to atone for my sins, I did not hear that. And so I was at a county fair one year. I was a young teenager, and there was an evangelist who was there, and they set up a booth, and they drawed people in by asking these questions, and the one that kind of struck my curiosity was, what came first, the chicken or the egg? That age-old question, right? And as you go over to look for the answer, there's a Bible there, and it's open to the book of Genesis, But once I walked over to the box, I was hooked, right? So they knew they had me, and he came out and struck up a conversation with me. And we had a really good conversation. He took me into the tent. There was other evangelists in there and other people. And he led me through the plan of salvation, step by step. It was crystal clear to me, and I'm thinking to myself, I've never heard this before. But I prayed that day to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. And I was saved. And that was awesome except I went back to the liberal church. And there was no discipleship. In fact, nobody really even seemed like they cared. And so my life for a number of years did not look a whole lot different than what it did before I became a Christian. I started off life to be a lawyer because I saw the power that the law had to address disparities that we have in society, to help those who need help. But I got waylaid by this new thing called information technology. And I got into computers. And I went to school. I got an education. I met a girl. We got married 39 years ago. She's still with me. I don't know. Um, And we had an awesome life together. We raised seven children. We've lived in New Jersey and Texas and Virginia a long time ago, and then Ohio, and then back to Virginia 25 years ago. But while we were in Texas, and we really weren't going to church, Tina has a wonderful story about a group of women who met every week praying for her, and she eventually began going to church, and she drew me back to church. And so guys, maybe you've never experienced the power of the Holy Spirit to work through your wife, but I have, and it's awesome. And so she drew me back to church, but again... It really didn't mean that much to me until we moved to Virginia and I began going to Chantilly Bible Church. And these guys and these ladies that went there, they were serious about their faith. These were some smart people. And I got to thinking, 
what is it that they believe? And this set me on a long journey of studying the Bible, studying scripture. And I had a really long commute to church. And I used to listen to Jay Vernon McGee in the morning. And it was awesome. I love that man. He is standing in front of our Savior today. But what an awesome legacy he leaves. And focus on the family. And Hank Hanegraaff and the Bible Answer Man. And Alistair Begg and Chuck Swindoll. The greats. I learned from some awesome people through the power of media. So we raised seven children. I had been laid off one time with Verizon. We got another job. No big deal. And then I got laid off again in the year of the pandemic. And I said, yeah, not a problem. I can get another job. I got a wonderful background. Great, uh, great resume. Should be no problem at all. But it was a problem. So weeks turned into months, and then more months. And I had interviews, and I talked to CIOs, and I had people laughing, and we were making future plans, but I never got an offer. It was very strange. So let me back up a little bit. A couple years before then, I had put my resume out on a place called Mission Next. Mission Next is like a matching service for those that are interested in missions and for mission agencies to find people. And I had a call from a lady, Carol Van Dyken. She was calling me from Cyprus. And she says, hey, Tim, found your uh, uh, record up on Mission Next. You ever think about serving with TWR? And I said, well, who's TWR? I've never heard of you. And so she gave me a short description of Transworld Radio and said they were looking for people who you know, were more mature. And I said, oh, old guys like me. And she laughed. I said, yeah, old guys like you. And, um, but I didn't know anything about him. I wasn't ready to go on deputization or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, I had a good job. We still had a couple of kids at home. Tina had just started uh, going back to school to become an RN. So I really wasn't that interested in being serious. But when I was laid off and I couldn't find a job, I thought to myself, well, maybe, because I've researched TWR and I found them to be a really worthy organization. I said, maybe um, I could go do some project management with them or something, just kind of volunteer a little bit, maybe take on a project, until I get a real job. Right. So I applied, and um, um, you know they have a long vetting process, and they accepted me, and they tried to figure out what they're going to do with me. And uh, eventually, the uh, chief technology officer called me up and said, "Hey, I'm looking for somebody to be my deputy. I mean, I just need somebody, some helping hands. I need somebody to take on things for me, help do things. Would you be interested in doing this?" Well, so this is this is almost a year after I've been laid off, and I said, "Sure, I can go do that." I mean, I started doing things like. DoorDash and Uber and those kind of things, but I said, yeah, I'll, I'll volunteer with you and give you some time and start doing some things. And so I did. Fully expecting that I'm going to get a full-time job doing real work and getting a paycheck. Well, the months kept going on, and I kept getting interviews, but nothing. And um, one spring, I was sitting out on a porch with my beautiful bride, and I was kind of grousing and a little bit depressed and like, what's going on? And she says to me, have you ever thought that maybe you're where you're supposed to be? And you know, she was right. Because this organization is right where I am supposed to be. And I think that when I look back on my experience, I've always been mission-oriented. I mean, even from wanting to be a lawyer early um, age. But when we moved to Orlean uh, 25 years ago, um, I had a burden for Appalachia. I, I, I don't know why Appalachia was on my heart, 
but I wanted to find a ministry there, and through some searching, got hooked up with a team home church out of Fairfax that led a dental trip down to Beattyville, Kentucky, Kentucky Mountain Mission. And the next year, I took that mission over, and I've been running it ever since then. So every fall, we go down and do a dental trip um, in the fall. It was great. It was wonderful. I came across a uh, campground opportunity up in Pennsylvania uh, to be a director. But again, it was going to be deputization. I had to raise my own funds. And when Chris pointed, my pastor pointed that out to me, I just went, oh, man, I hate doing that, right? So I, I didn't do that. Joined the Gideons because, again, I just had this drive and this desire to want to serve God in, in something more meaningful than a, a nine-to-five job where I was just earning money for somebody else. I just felt this pull. And so here I am with Transworld Radio as the deputy to the CTO. Next slide, please. Transworld Radio is called to reach the world for Christ by mass media so that lasting fruit is produced. And I believe that a life exposed to God's truth in the Bible can gain hope and will transform into a follower of Jesus Christ. TWR fulfills this notion by using technology to bring the truth to those that desperately need it. Biblical programming, preaching, training, devotions, and even music are used to transform, disciple, and sustain. I do this by ensuring alignment on strategic projects that help further the mission of Transworld Radio to use media to share Christian teachings and values. In many countries, in many Muslim-dominated lands, in countries like North Korea and China, evangelizing in the open is almost impossible with sometimes fatal results to those doing the evangelizing and those who have been the recipient of the evangelism. They can find themselves in prison or put to death. But media can travel to places that traditional missionaries can't always go. It can carry hope at just the right time to someone who is feeling discouraged and alone. Media is a powerful vehicle for getting a message across. Media can be used to reach many people with just a few resources. Radio is able to cross boundaries at will. With strategically located transmitters, TWR is able to saturate the globe with radio broadcast. Next slide. Every electronic transmission in TWR that carries some sort of data falls under the purview of the chief technology officer. It's a mighty load to carry. It weighs heavy on him. And I'm able to help serve Transworld Radio by serving him as his deputy. A friend once said that it was like he was carrying a bag on his back with 50 rocks in it. And I come along and say, hey, can I carry a couple of those rocks for you? I think it's a fitting illustration of what I do. Some of the areas I get involved in include project management, training coordination, process review and refinement, meeting logistics, interviewing strategy, being a sounding board, and giving advice and counsel, among others. This load that I can share helps to allow the CTO to think more strategically as he can shed some of those day-to-day -day burden that he was carrying. Support is a vital function. It's biblical. Think about Aaron in the Bible as he walked with Moses. 
and holding up his hands so that they could fight against the Amalek. Think about Tychicus walking with Paul in the New Testament. You may think that you do not have what it takes to be a missionary. But I'd submit that every one of you can support missions in some manner. Much of ministry and missions is work that is done behind the scenes, but it is vitally important work. I would submit that this church would have a hard time functioning without those that are working behind the scenes. Next slide. Recently, Christianity Today published this slide based on information from Open Doors. This is the 50 hardest countries where it is, uh, this is the 50 countries where it's hardest to be a Christian. So look at that map. I think traditionally you would probably agree with most of these areas, right? Next map. This is Transworld Radio. Now, if you look at this, the box is the 1040 window. The, the faint outline that you see there, that's where our radio transmissions reach. Now, if you remember the previous slide and you look at this slide, guess what? We have covered almost all 50 of those countries. And as far as the 1040 window goes, we have almost saturated the 1040 window. And if you add in the internet offerings that we have through our TWR 360 website and our TWR 360 app, we can reach anybody in the world that has access to the internet. It's an amazing reach. Next slide. We broadcast content in over 300 languages and to over 190 countries and 35 territories, and that's growing. We broadcast content that you may be familiar with, such as my beloved Through the Bible, J. Vernon McGee, in 300 languages. And other things like Turning Point with David Jeremiah, and even um, drama like Unshackled. We also broadcast locally produced content from TWR directly, and from our work with churches and pastors and evangelists and others that produce content. Next slide. By using the power of media through radio, digital radio, video, satellite, social media, and our web app, TWR is able to deliver relevant content to our listeners, where they are, and on a format that they can use and appreciate. This may be a table radio sitting in their house, or on a shelf in their home, or it could be a small handheld portable. It could be an SDR dongle attached to their computer to allow them to, re, uh, to receive shortwave. It could be an AM or FM radio in their car. Or they can use their app on our cell phone or maybe just browse on a PC or their tablets and visit websites and get access to content in a language that they're familiar with. Radio is a low price point. 80% of the world's population lives on less than $10 a day. 50% of the world's population lives on less than $2.50 a day. So if anybody says the answer to getting the Christian message out is internet, Think about how difficult it is for those people to afford any kind of a device that can get the internet or have some kind of access to a monthly plan. We frequently distribute radios, either directly, via couriers, through our partners, and other means. We help establish listening groups 
Sometimes these listening groups will have a dozen or more people that will gather around and listen to one of our programs, and then they will then go out to another listening group, and they will relay what they heard. And in this way, they will be able to use one radio to propagate the truth throughout an area. It's amazing. Next slide. Media has the power to reach people where they are. It's personal, and it's persuasive, and it's powerful. TWR is using media to share the hope of Jesus with people around the world, and it is working. So I'd like to take the next five or six minutes. I've got a couple of videos I would like you to watch. The first one is from Cote d'Ivoire, which is on the west coast of Africa. Uh, We have a station there. Um, We were able to broadcast into that area. And there are definite needs in that area. And the second one will come from all places, North Korea. And we'll listen to some letters that people have sent to our, to our mission. Go ahead. chose qui me soit arrivée. Si je vis, c'est que Jésus a tout raison. C'était dans le mois d'octobre. J'étais en début de grossesse et je traversais des moments difficiles. Et ce jour-là, j'ai voulu me donner la mort. Je n'ai pas voulu aller seul. J'ai pris mon fils. J'ai décidé de me mettre au milieu de la route dans le seul espoir que une voiture m'écrase avec eux. Aucune voiture n'a voulu me renverser. À 20h par là, et je suis retournée à la maison. Arrivé à la maison, j'ai allumé ma radio. C'était la rediffusion de l'émission Femmes d'espoir. Le message de ce jour-là, c'était ma personne complète. Une femme qui ne savait plus où aller, qui n'avait plus d'espoir. Une femme qui, qui s'est dit que peut-être son Dieu l'a abandonné et qui, pour, pour qui la mort était mieux. Et la même nuit à 22h, j'ai appelé transfert de radio. Et le lendemain, elle s'est rendue chez moi à Elles m'ont fait intégrer dans certains groupes de prière. Et elles m'ont aussi soutenue dans la prière jour et nuit. Elles ne se limitent pas seulement derrière leurs appareils. Ils se déplacent. Ils vont vers les personnes. C'est justement leur amour pour le travail qui les a conduits vers ma personne. Moi, Jésus est tout. Là où tu penses que c'est fini, il y a de l'espoir là-bas. 
선생님께서 보내주신 라디오를 너무나 감사히 받았습니다. 지도하는 사람이 없어서 성경을 읽어도 잘 이해가 되지 않습니다. 보금실은 라디오의 전파를 통하여 이곳에서는 도저히 들을 수도 없고 접할 수도 없는 소식들과 성경 말씀을 들을 수 있게 되어 그 감회가 새롭습니다. 생존을 위한 투쟁과 생활에서 하나님 아버지의 생명의 말씀과 선생님들의 사랑, 헌신이 계시지 않았다면 우리들의 과거, 현재, 미래는 어두운 뿐이었을 것이며 아무런 소망도 없었을 것입니다. 환란과 핍박 가운데서도 하나님의 자녀로서 지켜야 할 성도의 신앙을 사수할 수 있게 된 것은 주의 크신 은혜와 선생님들의 헌신과 결코 갈라놓을 수 없습니다. 전파를 통해 전해오는 복음의 메시지가 우리들의 믿음의 길잡이가 되어 많은 형제 자매들이 함께 모여 예배드릴 수 없는 이곳에 큰 도움을 주고 있습니다. 지난번에 알려주신 국방송교 방송을 어김없이 듣고 있는데 앞으로 더 많은 친척들이 들을 수 있도록 소식을 전할 것입니다. 찬양의 시간에는 같이 따라 부르고 성경 속의 말씀들을 설교할 때면 그 내용과 그들의 삶을 통하여 부족하지만 하나님을 가까이 하기에 노력하고 있습니다. 국방성교 방송을 듣고 이곳의 교회 조직 신자들은 영적인 각성과 새로운 원동력을 얻어 각 분야에서 하나님 자녀다운 삶을 살아가며 조직 기반들을 튼튼히 강화하여 신앙 해방의 그날을 준비하고 있습니다. TWR is a partnership with churches and with producers and with pastors. But I also want you to think that in many areas, as we just saw in North Korea, what we offer on the radio broadcast may be the only church that some people get. Remembering my story, I was saved. But without discipleship, my life looked not much different. I was a beneficiary of Christian radio in the Northern Virginia area. I listened regularly for teaching, for training, for discipleship, for encouragement. I loved listening to Michael Card when he sang. We have any Michael Card fans in here? Twyla Paris, right? So how can you help? We need your prayers. We need prayers specifically for funding for our many projects that we have. Think about the radios that we deliver. You could sponsor a couple radios, that'd be great. But also to keep our infrastructure up and running in place. Much of our equipment, believe it or not, 
is four decades old or five decades old. Some of it dates back to World War II. But it works well and we keep it well-maintained. Pray for relationships with our partners that help develop or provide content to us to broadcast. And as you can imagine, we need good relationships with the many different governments that we deal with worldwide. We also need co-laborers to come join us, either as a full-time missionary, a part-time volunteer, an intern in the summer, or even those who want to take on a small project for a short-term mission, maybe get out to the island of Bonaire in the Caribbean and paint a tower or do something. We can always use our financial resources. It takes significant resources to ensure that our infrastructure is in place so that we're able to procure and produce content. We assist our partners with building studios. We provide technical assistance for those that are running their own stations. We assist others in producing programming for broadcast. A lot of times we translate material. Other times we work with outside agencies to translate material. Next slide. I'm grateful for the opportunity to serve this organization. The focus on their mission is targeted and right. Their effectiveness is demonstrated and the need is always present. If you'd like to partner with me and with us, I would be humbled and eternally grateful. I certainly thank you for your attention today. I really want to say thank you to your pastor for allowing me to come in here. John's been a great friend over the years, and I've appreciated uh, what he's done here and how he supports others. I'll be around uh, afterwards. I have some materials over here if you'd like to take some materials with you. I have some prayer cards if you'd like one. Be happy to answer any questions you have. But before I go, I'd like to leave you with a thought. Today, many people around the world are living in areas that are torn by fighting, by persecution, and unrest. We have a war raging in the Ukraine where we broadcast daily into the Ukraine. In fact, I'll tell you a funny story about that. Not funny, but early in 2022, we had a set of towers in Gregoriapol that were broadcasting into the Ukraine. And they were sabotaged. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't somebody driving a truck. No, they were blown up. Now, we've since been able to reestablish these in another country, and we're now broadcasting back into the Ukraine. But if radio was no longer relevant, why would somebody take the trouble to sabotage our towers? We've seen governments taking control of media in various places. Just last year, Eswatini shut down internet for about a month. Ethiopia, where my wife has been, they routinely shut down the internet for days or weeks at a time. Millions of people are living in fear, unrest, and uncertainty, not knowing what's next. They're not able to get truth from their governments. They're living in areas that are oppressed by other religions. Many of these people have no hope. So I'd like you to listen to this dramatization that my son helped put together and think about what it would be like to be here. Thank you for joining us today. It is the top of the hour. 
Here is our news. Fighting and unrest continue in the nation's capital today. Pro-democracy protesters demand reforms throughout the government. Anti-government forces attempted to break through a blockade surrounding the Capitol building but were unsuccessful. Five people have been reported killed. Unrest is moving out to the countryside with government forces seizing control of fuel stores and food warehouses. Local villagers report seeing military trucks filled with soldiers on many of the highways and secondary roads. Images of the unrest and some alleged atrocities claimed against the government have flooded social media in the last two days. In response to this, a complete shutdown of the internet has been ordered by the Ministry of Communications. Rumors are reported that the ministry is also moving to shut down local news services. We have eyewitness reports of television crews being assaulted and their equipment being destroyed by government military personnel. Our aim is to remain on the air and broadcast as long as possible. Please keep your radios tuned here for the... I hope things get better. I hope I don't die. I hope I don't die. Espero que las cosas mejoren. We're gonna find hope. I hope things get better. No tengo esperanza. We need hope. ¿A dónde podemos encontrar esperanza? Where can we find hope? I hope I don't die. ¿Quién tiene esperanza para no hope? No hope. No hope. No hope. No hope. No hope. No hope. I have no hope. This is TWR broadcasting from. Singapore and Batam. KTWR, a Ghanaian black. We don't know what that's like. We don't know what it's like to have so much control and oppression over us that we're not allowed to access the Internet. I, I think this is the first time I've heard solid testimony from somebody that's reaching into North Korea. Absolutely. Can you imagine living under that type of oppression? And feeling that level of hopelessness and thinking there's no answer. Maybe sometime late at night there's a voice on the radio that says there is hope. This is, this is the age that we live in, brothers and sisters. And we've seen the impact that you and I can have all the way to the other half of the world. To bring hope to people that have no hope. To bring the story of Jesus Christ to those who have never heard it before. And to do it, even as we sit here in our pews, you know, there, I, I love that Tim has three ways to help, to, to pray, to serve, and, and to support. So I, I hope this is an encouragement to you. Uh, Tim will be available to, if you want to talk to him afterwards. Um, we're excited about what God's doing in his life, and we'd like to just take a minute and pray with you. Tim, Tina, can you come up here? Can I ask the elders to come up? Elder. I, this might be the first time in your life that you've been officially labeled an elder, such as in older. <laughs> and clean-shaven. And clean-shaven, yes. Father, we, we give you thanks for this precious couple. We give you thanks for the testimony of how long you've been touching their hearts, Father. 
I give you thanks for the blessing of a godly woman. I have that same blessing, Father, and it's invaluable. We pray now, Father, that you would open the windows of heaven and pour out your blessings upon them, Father. Light their path that they might know for sure that the next step they take is in your will and guided by your spirit. We lift them up to you, Father. Call them blessed, Father. Call them brothers and sisters. And look forward to how you will use them to touch people all the way across the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Next week, we'll be in Psalm 71. We'll continue our brand new series in the Psalms for I don't know how long. <laughs> uh, but I would encourage you to take a look at Psalm 71 before we gather next week. It's going to be an important uh, message for, to me, and I hope it's important to you as well. Thank you for tuning in. For those of you that came on with us our, on our broadcast, and have a blessed day. Let me rise as I bless you, please. And now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Pastor John back here again. If you are blessed by the service, let me ask you to do us a favor. Would you click on the like button below that little thumbs up? If you're listening on sermon audio, perhaps you can comment or even share the sermon with someone else. We'd love to hear from you. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at WBFVA. We're on the World Wide Web at WBFVA.org. Let us know if you'd like us to pray for you. If you'd like to support us financially, you can make donations through our website at WBFVA.org. Just click on Giving. You'll receive a tax-deductible receipt at the end of the year. Either way, we would love to hear from you or even have you visit us in person one Sunday. We meet at 46 Winchester Street in downtown Warrington, Virginia at 11 o'clock every Sunday morning. And now, may God bless you richly until we gather again.